It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fella. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? I am good. So, I always forget, you know, since we've been streaming live on YouTube, when we play the intro that's done by Mars Utah and everybody thinks is great, um, our mics are muted on the live stream. But when I'm recording here for the podcast, it's not. So I just like down the rest of my beverage and it went gulp, 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 gulp. So everybody that's listening to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you choose, you're going to hear me finish my beverage before the theme song finishes so I can jump in and uh, kick things off for episode 140. Um, so Episode 140. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of stuff in this episode. Um, We have the Collectors Club. We have Remy from the Collectors Club to come talk to us about the project they're doing there. Um, Racing went live today in Upland. It's been a while since Upland dropped something really exciting on a Thursday. Um, So, Well, and then Ninja, like, I don't even think there's an announcement. No. Like, I think I got an email as a car owner, but, like, somebody just sent me a pic. Like, dude, you got you know this is happening I'm like what yeah so i was super random yeah and that was awesome if you didn't see it you did thank me later did live stream so go ahead and check that video out of that um after this video processes i'll have it posted as an icard so you can just click the link um but yeah that was that was pretty cool that that went live also, NFL PA Legits, we're talking about those again, and uh, it, it's interesting. There was there was some, um, at first, like, this is horrible, and I was on board with it, and then the more I read and thought about it, I changed my mind on it. We flipped and it flopped, so we'll definitely talk about all of that. Um, so you've got, you've had a big tease last week, a lot of big reactions from uh, what you and K twice were teasing last week. Do you have you going to give us any updates this week, or is it just kind of kind of? I I don't think we're yet uh, ready to go big, but uh, look out this weekend. Um, I think we we're going to try and get something out this weekend. Um, for it. So I I can't, I can't say anything too much right now. Maybe at the end of the show, after I get all hyped up on, on Upland uh, stuff, you'll be able to squeeze something out of me. But, uh, you know, at this point I can't, I can't reveal too, too much. Uh, But there is, it's coming soon and it's coming. It's, I haven't, I've been doing like 20 hour days on this project. um, And it is going to, it's so exciting and it's evolving every day. Um, we launched, uh, <laughs> spill the beads. Uh, like, so, I mean, we have some ambassadors that are out there, um, that are under NDA that, that do, um, have some behind the scenes, uh, look at what's coming. Um, so 
like all they can really tell you is like it is the hype is worth it. Like we brought in some people that I hope like if they if they're in your community, um, then they they might have like mentioned like hey no uh, the Upex world hype is real, um, and so um, that's our goal. Like again, we're we're developing a whole story and a narrative, and it's gonna be. The project we're doing is going to be very community driven. So um, it's going to be very interactive with the players. The players are going to drive a lot of what gets built, um, of kind of what happens even in the story um, of uh, Upex World and, and, and what we're building. So I know that sounds super vague without much context, but um, needless to say, I mean, it's going to be um spectacular yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not to hype up too much you know good job hype machine we, we yeah. got to figure out how you know we give uh dizzy access to the back room and uh admin rights for the podcast and see helps us out on stuff um we got to figure out how he uh doesn't tweet from the upland property experts <laughs> when he makes comments <laughs> no that's fine i like it yeah Power, power to Dizzy. Power to Dizzy. Give it to him. But yeah, with uh, we'll go ahead and um... so yeah. So if you see strange tweets and posts from the Upex, uh, the the Upland property experts, uh, know that if it's happening during the show, it's almost certainly the one and only Dizzy. Yeah, outstanding. Whatever it is, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be uh, again. It's it's. It's going to be so much more like Upex World. I know most people know as a data site, um, we will have, uh, there's definitely going to be data there uh, because it's going to underpin uh, the larger parts of the project we're doing. Um, but it's going to be so much more. Um, it's going to really be, again, community. Um, we're, we, we have top, you know, connections with people in the community. And, oh, yeah, no, I will dedicate one of my Minecraft plots to Upex World Project. We all need it, Max, but I appreciate that. Um, oh, well, I guess I see what you're saying. No, 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 don't shut that down. Definitely want to expand your metaverse presences. I, I just said okay. But you said. I got it. I, I, but you I said mean, no, I did, thank but then you. I said okay. Yeah, okay. I, I was just but then I sure. changed and I realized, I realized, like, Max Life. Max Life is always hooking it up, man. Max Life is out there hustling hard. So shout out to Max Life. Absolutely. Max Life uh, did hook it up today. He connected us with uh, Remy and the um, Collector Clubs. So really excited about that. Um, so Max Life is always hooking it up. But, yes. So anything else before we get into the interviews? No, let's, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So Remy is in Upland, but him and his brother and a couple other people founded the Collectors Club, and we're going to bring him on and talk about how they founded the project, what their goals are, what their missions are, and uh, what was the inspiration, and so much more. Hey, Remy, how we doing, man? Hello. I'm fantastic. How about yourself? Hey, thank you so much. Uh, Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Max Life. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so Collectors Club, we're basically uh, a meta corporation. So for the past like nine months, we've been working closely with KKOS Law Firm to set up a legal structure because right now we see DAOs. DAOs are the most popular, you know, Web3 business model. But there's a lot of 
I mean, there's a lot of SEC gray area there, right? There's there's so much we don't know about laws and regulations with the government. So we really made sure that, because honestly, I believe in the metaverse long term. We all hear, we all believe it in long term. It's a building stage. We've all seen the market. So taking your time to set up the infrastructure was our goal. And so we did that essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. We are a trying to, we're a collector's club. We're trying to be a, build a brand. So we operate as sort of a DAO where we invest in multiple different metaverse and play to earn projects, play, you know, play to earn gaming assets and sponsor people. And one of that main metaverses we're involved in is Upland. So uh, were you playing Upland before you decided to form this company or was that after you formed this company that you discovered Upland? So one of our other founders, uh, Uatu the Watcher, he actually introduced me into Upland. And so I'd say Collectors Club and Upland came to, you know, Collectors Club has always been an idea. So about the same time I got into Upland, Collectors Club was the idea. We've been building for quite some time. We just haven't gone very public about it. So how did you find that? That's a rarity right now is finding lawyers that understand Web3, understand the metaverses. How did you get connected with the group that you're working with? So luckily enough, my mother's a life coach. And through that connection, she knew uh, Mark, who is that uh, owns KKOS law firm. But that was that's why it took so long. Um, We were talking closely with him and his team and the SEC for eight months, explaining them to this space, trying to get them to understand so they could build a legal infrastructure around it. So that is why it took so long. They didn't know. We taught them. Oh, okay. So what's yeah. What's that legal structure look like? So essentially, it's just a, a, a corporation that operates a DAO. Um, it's not nothing crazy. It's nothing too outlandish, but it's definitely, uh, it's just, it's a decentralized corporation. So our seven founders all have, our board of directors all have complete equal ownership. So it is still decentralized. All business decisions require a majority vote, but it's not a traditional DAO into where everybody who owns a token gets a vote, right? Because- Again, there's always some sort of there's there's a lot of issues that could lead with that. So, not to, I mean that sounds centralized. Then, like, not that I care because I think it's the right model. I don't think having you know to run a corporation like how DAOs traditionally. So, I mean, so no, it absolutely is. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's definitely more centralized than the traditional decentralized, but it's still technically decentralized because not one person has control. Seven do, but yes, it's not the classic decentralized model where everybody has, I mean, we, we take all decisions that we make, we leave it up to the community. They have a vote, right? But we always have final say just to make sure, because, you know, mass majority, majority is not always the best. It's why we have the electoral college. I was going to say, so you're an electoral <laughs> college model. That's what I'm hearing. Like, pretty like much. Vote, but if you vote dumb, we have the right to change it. Exactly. But all we're right. building out our communities in a bunch of different metaverses. And we realize that the players and the communities that are playing the game, they know what's best. We don't know what's best. They know what's best. So we'll make, let them make the decisions and then out, allocate funds or resources, <laughs> time accordingly. Yeah, no, probably smart to keep some power because uh, I would say that that uh, any community has probably some smart people, but yep, electoral college it makes sense for that yeah. for the purposes of a corporation. For the record, like I don't, we won't need to get into how democratic process or any of that nonsense. But from a corporation, because you know, I think Upland's a great example of like if Upland led to the players run and dictate exactly how they executed, 
I don't think that they would be where they're at. And I know, regardless of what you think, they're actually in a really, really strong position in the market. Um, and I know people, a lot of people aren't happy with, you know, where, where they're at. But if the players had driven uh, the roadmap and the decisions, uh, I don't think Upland would be in a, nearly as of a strong a position as they currently are in. So, Exactly. So yeah. how long have you been in Upland now? Or actually, what metaverses is the Collectors Club all involved in right now? So we're uh, Upland, TCG World, Star Atlas, Phantom Galaxies. Um, those are our main ones right now. We're kind of allocating most of our time and resources towards Upland because obviously Upland has been doing some great things recently. And we just launched Collector City. So we've been really focusing on that to build out our community here. But then eventually we'll transition to some more uh, metaverses. I really like TCG World too. Yeah. Okay. TCG hmm. World. Oh, no, I was thinking CCG World, like if it was like a CCG, collectible cards. I like collectible cards. I don't know, I what, do. T- I don't know what TCG is. Well, you know TCG, the trading card game company that sells... Oh, that's yeah. TCG. I was like, that sounds like, okay. It's their metaverse, but yeah. Oh, and they do cards? Uh, yeah, their cryptocurrency, you'll be able to buy cars and stuff within... Cars, cars. like uh, Ryan, Mud Faction. Mud Faction, baby. Mud I don't know anything about mobile. <laughs> Sounds dirty. I don't like it. Are they? Are any of them on mobile? Can I? Is uh, TCG no. or no? No. Never mind. Putting away my phone. Sorry. <laughs> Metaverses. Get on mobile. Realize that that's the future of mass market. Anyway. But yeah. So we. I mean. Yeah. Cards, monsters, etc. On TCG World. Yeah. Thank you, Collectors Club. <laughs> <laughs> So here's something you guys are doing pretty cool in Upland. Ooh. Yeah. So thank you, at Uatu, for making these beautiful logos. Yeah. That top dude. one is just our main logo. And then the Realty and Construction Company, um, we're working on those in the back end, as well as the Grand Prix. We are also working on that in the back end. We're waiting for more information around racing and stuff to come into play. But we want to set up a sort of Grand Prix where there's 10 exclusive tracks and we host a tournament. People can register and we'll do, you know, Upix giveaways as well as our own our own stuff for giveaways and, you know, one of one NFTs as trophies and stuff. So we want to, you know, make a grand P for Collectors Club. But obviously we're waiting to see more information regarding racing. Mm. Oh, I got tingles, man. I we, we definitely need to talk. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, cars actually to the cars actually came today so we actually have two cars a van and a minivan so we get to try out the racing i know you were streaming that earlier yeah wait so have you raced i was curious like when you race a van or a mini like do they put you in a race with other similar cars or do you have to race the series against the series one cars because you'll get Uh, series one yeah i'm actually not totally sure my uh that's a good question i have to figure that out i don't i don't really pay attention to that I'll let you know though after this yeah. after the live stream. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be interesting because like when we when you do the race uh, with the series one, you're against three series one and two series four, okay. uh, and the series fours are like a minute, like they lose, they they come a minute every single time. They Brutal. have no chance. Yeah, like that means they can't compete against sports cars. No. Uh, but it is it does say that the races are open to any. Uh, well, I'm I'm assuming it's probably open to anyone. As car, I don't think it'd match the same cars. Probably just because there's not enough out oh, there. Yeah, no, no, no. This is very early days of yeah. like, yeah. So, 
But I'm curious if they randomly generate against your own tier. Because, like, that would be depressing to test out your SUV and just lose every time. Like, you have no chance of getting first. Like, <laughs> you just see all the cars going off in the distance, and you're just like, ah. You're like, come on. Um, yeah, and I'm actually really excited for them to bring in manufacturing and for us to, like, actually start creating our own vehicles. Because uh, Oddkey, which is a NFT marketplace created by Todd McFarlane, and if you guys don't know who Todd McFarlane is, he created Image Comics and McFarlane Toys. Uh, the character Venom and Spawn, that was him. And also uh, Steve Aoki, a very popular DJ. Mm. It's their NFT marketplace, and Collectors Club, we run that. So we actually are going to build, hopefully, when they introduce manufacturing, introduce some uh, Spawn mobiles and some uh, unique concepts from Todd McFarlane into Collector City. So maybe that'll be bringing on some more collecting and brand aspects to Upland. Mm. Yeah. You might not. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, no, we definitely need to talk. Yeah. So here's something cool you guys are doing, too. Um, so basically, you want to tell us a little bit about this uh, with your node you have in Nashville? Yeah. So the way we kind of have our uh, city set up is we have our plots owned by you know the club, and then it's obviously a community. So you come in, and if you stake on buildings that, you know, as a general collective, we agree on which plots to stake on you'll get rewards so in discord if you didn't know there's a token economy right you can introduce a token economy and we actually have that system in place where we distribute rewards um for people's staking spark and with and they're an actual token uh they're on the blockchain so when we we at the end of each month we'll trans give them all the tokens and they can redeem those tokens for prizes so we offer collectibles signed comics tcg packs uh, maybe digital and physical, just a bunch of different digital physical assets, whether that be uh, coupon codes to our collectible store or to Stoop House, which is a partner, their crypto clothing line. And we're always looking for more prizes and more stuff to offer our community. We're actually still working out the shop details to make it sustainable for the uh, club and for the community. We want to be as you know beneficial for the community as possible. Mark J. Kohler joined in. Shout out to Mark J. Kohler. He is the lawyer that actually helped us set up our legal infrastructure. Thanks, Mark, for joining. And definitely, Mark, definitely get in touch with us because we'd love to have you on the show to talk to the Upland community about the importance of, you know, the the implications of the metaverse and the law and taxes and all that fun stuff. So we definitely got to oh, get man. you on the Learning show. Oh, man, stake, learning about staking rewards and, you know, utility NFTs and collectible NFTs and how they're taxed differently, all from our, it's been nuts. And yeah, we, you, the, the IRS is really going to be trying hard to tax all this stuff. They want money. So make sure you guys are being smart with your finances because they're going to make an example out of somebody and then you don't want it to be you. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great, there you go. They're going to make an example out of somebody. Don't let it be <laughs> Yeah, and we definitely, you know, we definitely want us to be ahead of the curve than behind the curve and trying to play catch up. So that's, you know, the more information and the more that we can bring to the community will be better. Absolutely. Oh, apparently, uh, they said him and Mark did a whole Upland video. Definitely. Definitely get us that link. I'd love to, I'd love to watch it and we'd share it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did, uh, I did watch that video. It was a real good video that you guys did. Um, was that the one where you joined them on that. their podcast or was that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
and actually, uh, one of our ambassadors is head of NFT Nashville. So, you know, as you know, NFT NYC, there's the same thing in NFT Nashville. And so, we're, you know, we always have a place at their events and stuff. So we're trying to incorporate a bunch of people who live in Nashville already to say, hey, Nashville's in the metaverse. Come check out Upland and come check out Collector City. So nice. we're really also in that field as well, which is great. That's super cool. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on Nashville. It's going under the radar. But these are the exact things that, you know, will make cities like Nashville, Kansas City, Cleveland, New Orleans, that, that's what's going to make them pop. And that's what all of a sudden they're going to start competing with your tier one styles. You're, you're going to tier one cities and all of a sudden they're going to start competing with the top five prices. And people will be like, what happened? Things like this is what happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our goal is to say, hey, Nashville is barely minted out right now, but if we can just start driving traffic to Nashville just for Collector City, that's a win-win for everybody. Win-win-win. So we know Nashville is not the most liked, but well, I'm, I going, think, I'm moving to Nashville, so represent. Right. <laughs> there you go. I, I think it's, it's going to be about Layer 2, and, and it's Layer 2 is going to be all about community. I think it's going to be less – like right now you only buy in these real-world places because it's easy – to mentally link, hey, Manhattan's important, LA's important, these are big cities. But, like, it, we're, people don't realize, like, that's not going to be the value proposition. It's going to be who is doing these amazing projects? Where are these, you know, kind of communities being built out? Like, I don't know many in Manhattan. Like, I, I know that because it's so dang expensive, like, it's hard to grow a good community there organically you you need to go to a nashville like there's some that are historic from sf some that are building up in la um and so, but like i i can anybody name a, a node or community in manhattan it's way too expensive to buy connecting properties there it's just nuts yeah like i haven't seen i don't know if anybody's pitched a racetrack for manhattan like i just go like it it's going to be really interesting um, to see how that one, when layer two and all these stuff starts coming out, like, um, you know, how Poppy says Morningside Heights, Morningside Heights, okay. Poppy, no offense. I, I'd never heard of it. I didn't even <laughs> think that was a Manhattan neighborhood. Morningside <laughs> Heights. So I'm there. How am I there? There's no way I'm in, in Manhattan. I have like six properties in Manhattan. You're in a node and you forgot about it. No, Poppy. No. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I might be in Morningside Heights if it's not in Manhattan, but if it's in Manhattan, I can't imagine that I have. Yeah, I mean, what's beautiful about Upland is that they sell the properties, but they're all undeveloped, and it's up to us, the community, to develop those properties. And so, where you know people are, you know, doing their projects and community collective gathering, building communities, that's where it's going to be most valuable. I mean, real world addresses are cool, but it's not like there's. It's not like I get partial ownership. And the property, when I own their digital property, it's just kind of like clout. It's like, hey, I own your house in the metaverse. Deal with it. It's like buying, it's like buying someone's domain before, uh, before they do, but you're buying their house. Ooh, that might, the way for nose. Yeah. That, that might make some well, people upset. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, I, oh, there's always going to be real-world value with oh, the yeah. locations because, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think, think he's talking about nodes specifically. So there's an ongoing, um, I don't want to say debate, but conversation around the term uh, node um, as opposed to community. 
um, where a node really, it talks about like a network of nodes. So multiple neighborhoods connected together under one theme, as opposed to like one community, one neighborhood, one project, not really the intent over the larger concept of a node. So I think like that's the, and I know that in the Upland community as a whole, that vernacular is kind of, you know, interchangeable, but there is conversations around like, we should be more specific in understanding like a node as a collective inside of a larger network versus a community of like, hey, this is our, you know, this is our neighborhood and we're a community. This is our, but it's really like a single project versus like multiple related projects together. That's all. Yeah. We like to call ourselves a micro city. Um, Ooh, micro we don't really, city. yeah, we don't use, I, a node is more like a marketing term because like a traditional node, I mean, it's just, yeah, we just, we like to call ourselves a micro city just to avoid confusion. No, I'm done. Like, micro let's city. Do, let's I like it. Micro city is fun. Like, hey, join our micro city. Like, yep. I like it. Cool. I like it. So what are you most excited for in uh, Upland and in the Collector's Cub coming in the next six months? In the next six months? Well, I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm, there's so much about Upland. The third-party development, uh, Ethereum Bridge, all of it. All of it is so much potential. Because if they do the Ethereum Bridge, think of all the Ethereum projects that can upload their NFTs and set up little meta ventures just for that one pro. There's so much more traffic and reason to come to Upland when you're bridging Ethereum. It's going to be fantastic. But also racing and actual gamification. As much as I love treasure hunting, man, it's tedious. Who loves treasure um, hunting? <laughs> I, was do, I was actually doing the Treasure Rush event today, and I'm like so close to the top 200, but it's just like, uh, is it worth it? Like I got another two days of four hours of grinding for this. <laughs> but uh, the gamification, I mean, with the hackathon event where they're talking about the battle arena, like all of it, just it's going to be so much. I Ready Player One, and it's, I always got to drop it. It's my favorite book. Uh, I've read it like 15 times. And I grew up a gamer, so I've always been, you know, envisioning a metaverse, this oasis, for instance. So it's just all very exciting to me. Um, collector's Club, I love collecting. You know, I'm a big Pokemon card collector. I'm a big fig pin collector. And now I collect NFTs. Uh, we want to build a brand, become the hub for collectors in Web3, right? We want to bring all these different collectors. I want to see what people are collecting. I want to, you know, the shoe collectors, the shirt collectors, the NFT collectors. We, we want everyone to be in a community, sort of like a Comic-Con is the event everyone goes to in person. We want to be the community that everyone goes to online for the collectors. So how do people it. get involved with the collectors club and can they stay? Can they have ownership or is it just a set? What can somebody do? Yeah. To so up with you guys. Yeah, there's multiple. I mean, just join our Discord and talk to us. We are always down for any sort of community involvement. We're always open to if you guys, everyone has their own ideas to bring to it. But we also have our NFT collections. We have our own cryptocurrency, uh, CCG. Um, it's on the Solana blockchain. We're based on the Sol blockchain. But we are, we're working on our main NFT collection. Uh, one of our ambassadors is partnered with CG Studios. So actually, I just um, got off the phone with him, uh, the head of CG Studios. He's, they're developing our renderings for our main NFT collection. And yeah, just being part of the, having that NFT will, you know, mean you're part of our community and you can benefit from all of our ITM rewards. We ha- those ITM rewards are not just Upland oriented. We have that main thing in our main Discord as well. And we'll probably introduce it into other different metaverses, you know, just so people can participate in our community, get rewards and actually 
redeem those rewards for physical prizes and physical assets so they feel like they're actually getting something for their time. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, I, I won't put the Discord link here because you put it on YouTube and then you get a bunch of bots, so I won't do that to your Discord. But definitely get, <laughs> definitely, you can get a hold of one of us and uh, we'll, we'll get you linked up with your guys' yeah. Discord. I'm also a broadcaster in uh, Upland, so I got that weird colored name that I should stand out. Remdog CC, just hit me up anytime and I'll shoot you an invite. Yeah, got that too. Very cool. Oh. Hey, that that's my thing, man. College <laughs> dog, college dog NFTs. Yeah, so oh, yeah, uh, you don't know the players well, lounge. Players club. The players lounge. Players lounge. Yeah, they're working uh, name in, image likeness with college athletes. Um. Dizzy's, Dizzy's, <laughs> Dizzy's saying, "Shut it down." <laughs> I'm sorry, Dizzy. You're gonna have to catch me up after the show. I'd love to hear about it. Oh no, I he just, just doesn't I, want I'm, me to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> he's shutting me down. He's not shutting you down. Key. Yeah, yeah, no. No, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll talk to you. We'll definitely connect. I'll, I'll let you in on what uh, the players' lounge is doing. The courier, you don't watch it. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll, we'll definitely link up. I'll talk to you about what they're doing with name, image, likeness. Um, really uh, awesome. excited that you joined us today. So happy that you were able to stop by, drop the knowledge. Yeah. Um, Look forward to having more conversations. Max Life, once again, thank you so much for making this happen. Really appreciate yes, thank that. thank you. Um, I you, appreciate you guys having me on, truly. Yeah. You got anything before yeah, we let no, you go I'm this evening? Um, no. I mean, just would love to see you guys in our community. I'd love to see you guys in Upland. Go Upland. I mean, we're all, we're all rooting for the same thing here. The, the, raising, the rising tide raises all ships, so... Preach it, brother. Web3 community collaboration. We're all for it. My DMs are always open. Oh, yes. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, that's coming up. So as I mentioned, we're part of Oddkey. I'm actually running their uh, exclusive holder event. So if you go into Comic-Con and you're a fan of Todd McFarlane, there's an NFT holder event. If you're interested in that, let me know. But we'll be throwing the event, so I will be there. And uh, I'm very excited for that. Yay. Hopefully we'll see you over there. Dude, what dates man. for that? SD Comic Con. Uh, the Friday, so it'd be the twenty twenty second. The twenty second <laughs> is the day of the actual, man. yeah, okay. the actual event. So July twenty second, twenty first to twenty fourth. Okay, July twenty second. Yep. Jealous. Outstanding. I know. I've never been to a Comic Con. I'm actually super stoked. What? You've never been? Oh, no. Dude. I, know, I say I'm a collector, and I've never even been to a Comic Con. Oh, fraud. San Diego. I don't know what it's like post COVID, but I mean, it was. I, I lived in San Diego a couple years, and that was like the highlight of my time there for sure. The Anime Expo just happened, and that was popping. So I can only imagine what this Comic Con is after COVID. Everyone is going to want to go. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be nuts. Super cool. All right, Remy, th- Rem Dog, thank you so much, and we'll definitely talk soon. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. All right, have Cheers. a good one. All right, so we'll definitely get you the links. Um, they'll be in the description. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Remy. And moving on. So the secondary market, the top 10 city floors, U.S. dollar took a, took a beating this week. I, I was actually surprised. More people undercutting the floor there. 
And then uh, not much movement overall. New Orleans dropped down one spot. Stanton Island and Brooklyn jumped up two spots apiece. Uh, other than that, the top seven remained the same. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, that kind of fluctuation, like that's that's negligible to me. Like plus or minus, like, you know, less than 10% to me is negligible. Yeah. And like that's just standard. Like to me, that's almost flat. Right. And Rutherford, they're buying up the floor again. They pushed it up to sixty-two thousand. Um, Manhattan. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the fence of like, is Rutherford the like? Maybe we'll do like an exclusive like roundtable of like, is Rutherford the smartest play in Upland or the biggest mistake? Ooh, I like that like, teaser. Like. I'm torn. Like, it is so small and unique. But, like, you're not going to have, like, what's the motivation to have people come there? Like, you have such a tight control with such a small area. Like, outside of, like, the natural draw, okay, it's got a couple football teams, but what's your layer two strategy? Like, what is going to draw people there? Where, like, the bigger cities are even – Places like Nashville, where you're going to be able to get hundreds of and thousands of community members to come and build something together that they're super proud of and the reach that that's going to have versus a handful of people controlling a few thousand properties in a place that's kind of hard to get. Like, you're going to have to have a really big draw to get there and to motivate people to drive value. So I am curious to know, uh, obviously, the people who are doing it, I, you know, I do respect in the Upland community. I mean, they're, they're sharp people. So and I, I don't think that they're doing it blindly. I think that they have a plan, um, whether or not they're willing to start sharing that. Um, but yeah, I am I'm always fascinated by Rutherford. Rutherford has been an easy sell at the moment. I've always had. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have two properties there because I, I want to have a property in every city for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah. Bottom five cities. Pretty flat. I'm um, sure anything. Oh yeah. Hey, it was all green though. That's a, there you go. More or less. Yeah. Other than Los Angeles, they came down by like a penny. Um, but other than that, all green floors rising. <laughs> no complaints there. Um, Sold out, looking at sold out, Los Angeles, 67%, Nashville, 71%, Queens, 75%, Las Vegas, 76%, Kansas City, 77%, Detroit, 78%, Chicago still sitting at 98%. Yeah. Bobby says he'd like to have the same conversation Fresno uh, Baker show. Yeah. I would, I, I think like, honestly, I got it. Yeah, it would be good. We could do that. Because the interesting part with Fresno and Bakersfield is Fresno uh, secondary market is 172% markup on its floor, um, which is actually down. It was close to 200% the last couple of weeks, but that's actually down. And like, what's the draw there? Why is it, you know, 172%, you know, and Bakersfield, not as bad at 128%. And we're speaking in UPEX on, on those markups on the floor. And if you look at the U.S. dollar markup. Well, I think because you're – yeah, you're che- it's so cheap, though. Fresno is so cheap. I think Fresno, as much as I've dogged on it in the past, has some, some real potential in Layer 2 because 
the properties are so big and spacious and like, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so I don't know. Like I think Fresno and Bakersfield, like, like some of these smaller tier cities that are, have a cheaper up square ratio, I think people are going to find potentially uh, reasons to start wanting to go there. I, 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 layer two is just going to change everything. That's the thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now this is over. Might lose three percent. Now that's the interesting thing. <laughs> so this is this is based off of three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> so this is based off of three weeks ago, and this is the changes from three weeks ago. And for some reason, Detroit went up to eighty-one percent, and then all of a sudden, it got knocked down to seventy-seven percent. It's back up to seventy-eight percent. Um, I did send a message to the people over there at Upex Land and asked them what was going on. Um, they said they were getting it to their developers, and I never got like an official statement of what happened, but it's two weeks now that it's been down 77 and 78% this week. Are um, they releasing more properties? Like, because, no. um, well, I'm, didn't somebody say that they released some properties in L.A.? Oh, really? I must have missed that one. I thought Dizzy was saying that they released some more in that like weird, like, the bridge area between like the things yeah. that all of a sudden there were some like ones that are available. I, I feel like they do that sometimes where they just like were previously locked properties just because, I mean, we saw that in San Francisco periodically, yeah. like, like these properties. And then like, there were some times that they would like, like hype it up, but yeah. Ooh, oh, I, Ooh, wait, what was that? Uh, oh. Okay. So, this is the top 10 cities um, oh, up X like percent, and it's the change from the previous week. I like this a lot. This is cool. Good job to ever put this together. I did. Good job. Well, I didn't Thanks. know if you, if you outsourced it, but like this is it. Oh. this is cool. Because, I mean, this, this tells the story, right? To me, this is way more telling than the floor. I mean, yeah, the floor numbers are good. Well, like, if I'm an investor, and I, I hate the I word uh, it, because it's so loaded, but, like, if I'm buying into one of these areas, like, this is what I want to know. Like, Rutherford's sitting at 500%, like, markups. Like, but you, yeah. you know what's interesting? Now I'm talking through it. Like, it almost, I wonder, like, if that percentage will even really matter in the future as opposed to, like, will people care about the percentage or will people people care about the communities they're buying into and the value that, like, the layer twos are bringing in to that particular area? But still very telling. I, I mean, because sooner or later, you're going to have the hardcore real estate people in here that are looking to, you know, analyze the deal, get the best properties in the best neighborhoods. So they'll still analyze this and look at it. But then other people are just going to buy the cheapest thing to get into that community they want to get into or they're looking for the best deal. Like this week, Manhattan's UPEX floor went down, but yet the markup on the floor went up 15% basically. So even though the cheapest property went down, Mm. the markup percentage on the cheapest property went up. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Like to talk about what that means. So, I mean, because right now there's only a couple like layers strong node in Rutherford. I mean, there there are some strong 
community creators there. It's just a matter of what they're actually going to do with it. Um, and right now, I mean, you only have a couple metrics that you can look at. Like, like you said, like what's the actual floor as far as, uh, you know, say price per up square or the markup percent. But I think in the future, it's going to be a lot more granular too. Cause I mean, we look at it by city and I, I think once the layer two stuff, it's going to be, yeah, city is going to be important, but I think you're going to see a much bigger disparity. And I think we definitely want to, now that I'm saying this out loud, one thing we should put on our note, like we should try and get a snapshot of these kind of metrics, like floor and percent markup by neighborhood um, prior to like major layer two things coming out, because I am curious to see how, um, you know, impactful the layer two is to, because I think you're going to see a disparity in, in places like Manhattan, which only has maybe a couple of nodes where those value of those nodes will, will, will skyrocket. But outside of those communities or, or strong networks, like you're not going to have as big of a value proposition, like, cause you're going to have so many other metrics. Like let's just say for instance, racetracks, like there's now three neighborhoods that have the alpha racetracks in them. And all of the properties along that racetrack, you know, now have probably a lot more value. Like they're highly visible. You can see uh, Ryan M's uh, meta phase or metaverse shop in um, on the corner of which race is that the Marina race, um, his uh, fight for the cure. I, that's not the name of it. And I feel bad. Hold on. I have, I have upland dope. Um, but like you can see his meta venture in there um, in the actual race. And so, yeah, I think like that's going to determine a lot. Yeah. And here's the markups in U.S. dollars and every, basically everything dropped this week with a few exceptions in Bronx and Oakland, but it was negligible uh, on the rises, 2% and 6%, 3% for Oakland and six and a quarter for the Bronx. Everything else is down. Um, so even though Rutherford's OPEX rose this week, their U.S. dollars dropped by 12.5%. So. Spread the cure, by the way, is what it's called. Spread the cure. Okay. Spread the cure.org. So like that is, you know, I think one of the only meta ventures that's like in like meta venture structures in. Oh, I didn't realize, man. I got two I got two properties right next to his. Dang. Nice. One lumbar and oh, man, I might have to build on those. There you go. So Ryan M, reach out to me, man. I got your neighbors. Yeah. Um now, you know what? Maybe maybe at the end we'll do uh we'll I'll do the race. I'll I'll do a live race. Okay. In that so that way we can see it. I'll do we'll save that at the end. Sounds good. Um yeah. So US dollars took a hit on the floor and it also took a hit on the floor markup in US dollars. So they track pretty evenly, which you would expect. Yes, it's very fascinating. Oh, wait, is that Ryan? Is that Ryan, Ryan? Oh, dude, I didn't know that was you, Ryan. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. You can see how quickly the USD floor drops from, like, you know, over mint to under mint. Like, Brooklyn is now <laughs> under, like, under mint. Like, right. Oakland. And, like, these are the top ones. <laughs> like, 
These aren't even the bottoms? Like, no. That no. says something, right? Right. Oh, it's cool. Cool, Ryan, we're going to show, if you haven't, I hope, I don't know if you've seen it, man. We got to show you, um, I'll show you in the race. Your, your meta venture is in, is in one of the races. Super cool. So Upland oh. Legit, they have the 2021 Memento Flashback Sale. So this is our last chance to get 21 Mementos. And I got very limited ones. Um, when this announcement dropped yesterday, uh, at first it was a lot of messages of, do you see this hot mess? What are they doing? They have this all jacked up. Um, and... <laughs> And I was like, what are we talking about? Then I had a couple angry texts like, they just killed the 2020 value mementos doing this. And so then I had to read it and I had to reread it a couple of times to, to just make sure I was fully understanding this. It, it's So this is the first 13 weeks of the season that they didn't have any 2020 mementos. So you couldn't go to the store. You couldn't go to the team shops and purchase, you know, the jerseys or the hats or the game balls and all that. So they're putting these in packs. It's not like they're re-releasing stuff. It's not like they're flooding the market with more. This is for the 2021 stuff. Um, And I honestly think it's a good deal if you have the ability to do it. Now, this is not going to be the only sale. There's going to be a couple of these throughout as they try to capture weeks one through 13. Um, But, you know, if you get one of the three fire memento bundles, yeah, it's going to cost you 200,000 outbacks, but you're going to get three items in it. And it's a three to five fire stat memento. So I think that's very valuable in itself. Sure. Yeah, I know you don't I, like the football. I don't know, like, because I'm just not, like, uh, I'm waiting. Like, I bought a bunch of 2020 uh, legits. The 2021 legits I bought were literally just for burners to trade off uh, to get other things. Um, I don't know. I, I need to see. I need to see more from this. Um, I need to see more what their plans are. The collector score and stuff is fun. Um, this, again, like, it's super cheap, I guess, like, comparatively. They also announced, like, there's going to be price reductions next year. Um, so I don't know what that does to the value of 2021. They also talked about potentially introducing, like, UPEX rewards for collections, which is interesting um, if they're going to add, like, a passive income to it. I think well, that, that's what, it was in the announcement. No, I, I know that's in the announcement, and I think it's a bad idea. You know, that's another way to continue to dilute the UPEX supply is giving an UPEX reward for it. You know, your reward for having these collections is to be able to get into the team shops ahead of everybody else because you have that fan score based off of your collections. So you can purchase the mementos in the fan shops that Sunday, you know, before anybody else. So if you really want that game ball and you have the funds for it, you can jump in there and get it. I think lowering the cost of these is a great idea because, you know, it was sticker shock all last year. People were like, this is ridiculous. Um, you only had a, you only had a few people that could afford the, um, the game balls. You only had a few people that could afford the top stuff. Uh, so it will make it more competitive, which will make the collector score more important. 
A fire stat is um, a game where the individual player is, you know, they had a great game with great stats and Upland and the NFLPA has put a little fire next to that statistic. So touchdowns, receptions, or, you know, rushing yards or passing yards, um, you know, you can have a four, four to five, you know, there's very few five fire stats out there. So those are like the rares of the rare. Because you have to win the game. You have to like win the game and win by a certain amount and then have all your stats be fire. So, I mean, I, I will say it's interesting because so one thing as a gamer, like that I always look for is like if, and, and Ryan says, hey, it's a high quality um, stuff. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think that they're waiting because they need more gamification utility. But again, as, so put if you put your gamer hat on, uh, what I what I read into this is like fire stats are likely going to play some sort of role in whatever layer two they build. Like I think that they're going to want to highlight these, like because that's the only reason to price them differently. Because these are these are kind of Upland's subtle ways of like nudging people towards like getting them to align on like, hey, what might be valuable in the future. Yeah, and, and the fire stats to a collector, you know, that, that gives you the rarity as somebody that collects as a hobby, sports cards or anything like that. Um, and then here's just the odds of pulling uh, a jersey or a cap for the different tier of players in the three fire bundle and the two fire bundle. I would be interested to see because in the two fire bundle, can you get a higher fire than two? Like, I would be curious to know, like, if there is like, because honestly, looking at this, like, the, my previous statement about the fires is like, eh, because I go the value proposition. First of all, it's a three pack versus a two pack, um, right? I think the 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 three fire you get three, yep, and then the two fire you get two. So, like, there's, you know, some discrepancy. I mean, that's still about 30000 a piece versus whatever. About $66,666. Twice as expensive, but you have a chance of getting a game ball. You don't have any chance of getting a game ball in the in the, in the the other one. That's correct. Look, so, it's just like, eh. To me, that's a, you know, a 6% chance at a game ball. Is is significant because those game balls for sure um, hold a lot of value. If you pay two hundred thousand and got a game ball, you're feeling pretty good. Um, however, yeah. if you got you know two thousand, um, so wait, tier one, which is better? The tier is it tier one is the best players? Yes. Well, like, you pay two hundred thousand and you get like a tier five cap. It would be bad if you paid 200,000 and got a tier five cap, a tier five Jersey and two tier five Jersey. Like all three were all tier five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the probability it's 2.55% the probability of that happening, you know, it, it's pretty much weighted that you're going to get a three or four star or three fire and then your 6% chance at a game ball. There's only 250 being released right now, but they will have more releases in the future. The thing Well, that- you can figure it out too, right? Because you you know how many games there were. You know how many games were played. You know um, the players that are in. Each one of them gets a memento per game. So, I mean, somebody could do the math to figure out how many of these uh, you know particular things 
we're, they're going to backfill. So. Yeah. And what they didn't tell you is they just said these are going to be mementos from weeks one to 13. They haven't told you which games, which, which weeks or anything. It's just going to be open it up and see. And I do hope that since they've had some time since the last legit release, there's, you know, a delay that as soon as you come into op- Upland, one, once you buy it, you can actually get the get your legit right away. If they still have a delay, at least defer it and go to open later, then it just goes into into your assets so you can open later. Instead, you're not stuck opening 10, 15. Well, I mean, you're not going to get 10 or 15 packs this time around, but I'm just talking about the overall mechanics here. Hopefully they've made improvements on that aspect of it. What do you, what do you think about the fact, like I'm surprised they didn't pad these with a bunch of um, essentials too. Like, um, is that, like, do you, are you glad that they weren't like, oh, in each bundle you'll get 10, 10 random essentials? Like, in a way that kind of makes you feel better, but it also keeps, I, I'd be interested to see on how, how many 2021 essentials were, were sold, you know, overall to see what that market was. And, you know, if, if it's a high number, I guess it would all, I, I just want to see the percentages, how many are already out there and how many would you introduce? So I, I guess it comes down to that from a collectability standpoint because NBA Top Shot ran into it. Their season two, they only had 40,000 of a moment. Season three, they went to 60,000 and the demand wasn't there. So they're like, um, we're not going to release everything we said we were going to release because yeah, the demand's not there. So they could be playing that smart. Interesting. And one of the things I was wondering about, so you have these collection scores. As the 2022 season goes on, are you going to transition? Can you use 2021 and 2022 as they become available to fulfill your collection? Or will the collection score only be based off of 2021 legits? So to give you access to the stores for the 2022 season. Uh, I'd like to see that kind of clarification. It has to be your whole collection. Yeah. If they were like essentially, if because that would make 2020 legits irrelevant, then like that would be insane. Yeah, no, they can't. I mean, they could do whatever they want, but if they do that, <laughs> I mean, right. that would be that to me is burning your legits to the ground. Because, like, then what the heck's the point of having the you know the genesis season of it? Like, I, that's it from a collector standpoint, having the first, the first you know, go about on them, you know, the first season. But hopefully they go against um, giving UpX rewards for the collection bonuses and, you know. All right. So. Oh, oh, apparently the Goldsmith says we were told that newer legits would have more value and older would have declining modifiers. I don't remember if that was true. Fan point modifiers for, for on older seasons. Hmm. Usually you do it the other way to retain value on your older stuff. <laughs> right, but right. hey, whatever, whatever. It'll be up to the secondary market to keep them valuable. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes. All right. So we got Freedom Fest going on in Upland. Um, sounds like some people aren't really happy with Freedom Fest. 
They are jacking okay. up. They're jacking up their send fees. They say you, you got to think too hard. Oh, I did hear about some. I did hear about some shady characters jacking up send fees to try and make a little bit of money. How scummy! Yeah. Now, and this is you know, it, it's going to the different cities. So they have certain times set aside where the treasure rush is going on for the Freedom Fest. And you have to plan it out. You have to go ahead and plan your travels. Um, you know, it goes from a tier one, tier two, tier four, tier five city, all based off of Pacific time. And it goes on from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, so while you're treasure hunting in the Freedom Fest, there's no, you can use as many cents as you want. It's as much as you can get in 30 minutes. You can respawn a treasure for 10 UPEX, but you have to travel to the different cities. This is pretty cool, honestly. I mean, I like the concept. Like, it it creates a very active, uh, you know, I, I feel like most treasure hunting is kind of like passive, um, you know, income. But then, like, this is, like, very much like an active, like, you really want to participate. Yeah, and you oh, can... Is that Rock Explorer? Oh, damn. Yes. I like that block explorer. I saw that. I was like, is that going to be a block explorer? It is. You got to finish in the top 200 on the leaderboard overall. Um, what you do find is barbecue chests or fireworks chests. And that barbecue chest, that should be a block explorer in itself. I like it. It looks pretty cool. So, Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like some of their other assets, you're like, guys, these are, these are kind of cool. Like you should like sell them afterwards. <laughs> like... Sell the assets to the community for block explorers or heck, even like, uh, you know, Hey, contact me. I'll make them for my decor shop. Like, let's go. Like I'll make those barbecues for the decor. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you get, you get treasure tier rewards for each tier and they're giving away up eggs or giving away spark. Um, you got the master hunter challenge. That's the top 200. Um, but you got to, you got to hit each city. You got to hit each tier. You yeah. know, you got to be up for that time. You got to grind out as many treasure hunts as you can in 30 minutes. Um, so you got to put in work for it, but you're going to be rewarded. You know, if you're the master hunter, you're getting a hundred thousand up X point two spark and a freedom fest block explorer on top of all your other earnings um, throughout the hunting. Like, I, I don't know, man. Can you go back to the schedule real quick? Like how many, so it's a half an hour, Per segment, so and it's how many segments? Five, one, two, three, four. Four a day for main, four days. Sixteen segments. Four times. Sixteen segments. So you're talking eight hours just on like actively playing, like, and so like how much? What's your total upex and everything all said and done? Like, let's say it's 500,000 worth of, you know, goodies. Uh, you know, uh, I just go, I mean, I guess that's 62,000 UPEX per hour. So that's $62 an hour. That's a pretty good okay. job. If you get 500,000, like, so it's just like you get multiple cities per segment. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, you know, tier one, you can be in Manhattan, Los Angeles, or Inglewood treasure hunting. Tier two, you can be in Nashville or Queens. So, Oh, it's weird. Oh, okay. So it's like, 
Oh, that's weird. So, like, it's specific cities, even. Like, it's not just, like, any tier one? Yeah. I gotta roll. Oh, dang it! We're gonna show your thing! (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. I love helping out monuments, and if I can get in on the stadiums, I throw my spark there, too, so... All right, dude, Ryan, reach out, man. We gotta, we gotta connect. You've been ghosting me. You've been ghosting me since Vegas. You can have multiple cities per segment. And you travel in between. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of work. It's yeah. not like eight hours worth of work. To, I mean, again, I there's not everybody's not going to make a five hundred thousand upex. I don't know. I don't, I'm curious what the average person. It's a total of nineteen point five hours of hunting. Oof. Nah, forget that. Wow. Oh, because you can oh gotcha. Because what I think what I'm saying is you could go to Manhattan and LA and Nashville and Queens and then tier four you can do like two hours of tier four in theory because you can do holy criminy. Oh no, well now it's definitely not worth it. (laughs) That Yeah. yeah, no, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the smart thing is you'd have to have a treasure map in Manhattan, Queens, um, Cleveland, and Detroit, you know, so you could stay all on the East Coast, you know, or your West Coast, you know, you know, Los Angeles, you'd have to bounce to, you know, Nashville and come back to Vegas to come back to back Bakersfield. That's just a lot of traveling you got to plan out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. That's hey, good on you, man. If you get and if you get that block explorer, I'm probably gonna want to buy it from you because I, I dig that block explorer. So yeah, if you are, if you win it and you want to sell it, and then you have the tiers the where you, you finish in each city where you can get rewarded too. If you're the top ten in each city, and based off of the tier of that city, you get different rewards. So I, I mean, it's cool. It's a lot of work. Um, some people are upset because they feel like it's too much work, so they're jacking up their send fees to, to the max for the city just to to spite the uh, the whole thing. Um, no, just I mean, why not spread the wealth? I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's a little dirty. Yeah, uh, how big are the chests? I don't know how much you're in the treasure chest. Tier one, the barbecue chest. The barbecue chests are as low as 50 all the way up to 250 up X, and the firework chests are 2,000 going up to 10,000 in increments of 2,000. So, Wow. That's, that's a but, good chunk. But you figure you can do it anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute. Well, if you're good, 30 seconds to a minute and a half, you can find a treasure and respawn. So in that 30 minutes, you could probably do 10 to 15 treasures We'll have to ask the uh, madman, uh, Russell, how many he can get done. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you want to do the do the race and we can do, will you accept that deal next next podcast? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Also, get your get your Upland merch. Where's our, we got, we got a 15% promo code. I got this sweet MV Motors hat. I got my Upland swag game on. I think they still have um, some of the um, the Vegas stuff is going to stop being for sale soon, which is okay. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely some cool stuff. Uh, share my screen. 
share this window. All right. So, and the, and here's here's spread the cure. Shout out to Ryan. Um, and so, if you open up your menu, we will go to Ralph's Racing Alpha. Dun dun dun. We have three tracks. Genesis Loop, which does loop around the Genesis property. Uh, very very cool. Uh, Mission District, and then the Marina Run, which. I, I think is I think it's the one we want. Yes. So uh, I'll enter here. You get to select your car. I'm going to select my 2022 MV Motors Series One Candy Apple Red. Oh, sploosh! Oh, I love that. <laughs> I hate oh, you. I hate so you. So nice. Look at that. Oh my god! Look at these rims. The crow. The, the yeah, carbon yeah, fiber. Yeah, just steel. race it. Okay, all right. Here we go. All right. We can uh, do our full screen here. Yeah. Da, da, da. So this is, uh, you know, control. Uh, I'm not controlling it at all. Uh, it is uh, fully automated. All right. So we got uh, um, versus black, blue, yellow. And then we got these two poor SUVs. <laughs> in the they just always lose. Like, I hope they smoke you. That would be embarrassing. They've never seen them come in anything but fifth and sixth. So, so there you go, right down the straightaway. Boom, right there. Spread the cure. You're not right. even racing real other people with cars. You're just, they're just. Oh, generating. no, these are just random. Jamie, Chad, Trump, Wallace. Dude, what is happening? Why is my car freaking out? So we do have a couple of different views. You can go into the cockpit. Um, and if you double click them, oh, there we go. Ferry building there. Uh, we're going to take a uh, right here on Mission Street. Whoop. I got a landmark that's going to be right there in that corner. Hey, you're all up in Ooh, that car. Jeez, old Pete's. All right, we'll go here. So you can kind of get this, like, third person. You get. I think if I double-click it, it gets a little bit closer. This is, like, this is intense. And then here we got the, the helicopter high view. Um, so you can kind of see the outline of the track. Dang, I'm getting smoked. Although yellow is behind. So we'll go ahead. I like this view. I, I like... I mean, you can see here, okay, we're back. That was one lap. It's 2.5 miles a minute. It's slow. That was a bad lap. Uh, boom, there's our, there's spread the cure. So you can see the buildings, the decor, and stuff like that. Um, yes. Uh, so. Like, hopefully they uh, improve the, you know, on the corners. Even when they do straight races with Formula One and all that, they do put the corners in with some blockades and stuff. So hopefully they do build out the graphics a little more. I know we're not going to see, you know, the any Xbox or PlayStation style graphics. And man, you guys are smoking some tires here. Every time they, they got to work on that whole tire <laughs> yeah. smoking thing, you know? Well, I'm just glad that we're not doing damage yet. Uh, Macro Van Vitti says, uh, can I use your video for making a content? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you need, if you want me to, like, even come on to a stream or go to something for you, um, I'm happy to, you know, pull it up and we can do some races and you can do some whatever. If, if anybody wants to make content around racing, do commentary, talk about it. Um, hit me up as long as you call out. Uh, you know, the Upland Property Experts and, uh, you know, Link our give stuff. us a shout out. I'm happy to. Uh, 
Let's see. Boom. There's, I love the ferry building. It's so cool. Yeah. And you can see there, there's like the Ukraine de- decor, which I think is going to be sweet. You know, as we get these different holidays and people have all their decoration up and stuff. Um, and you saw in there, I mean, it said sunny weather. So presumably as well, uh, we'll see, you know, the kind of that, that again, that gamer mentality. If I see a menu or see an item in there, I, I have to assume that that's because they've thought about, um, you know, doing something with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that you can see in six. Yeah. Look at that. They're way back there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Boulder, you do need a car to race right now. So. And then, uh, and then somebody was commenting that there's not enough stuff built up around these tracks. Well, get to building. <laughs> <laughs> right? Get to building. Right? <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Like, if you build it, it will be in here, um, I, which I think is so fun. There we go. Man, I got, uh, I got stopped. Yeah, you did. Do one more. I'll do the Genesis. I'll do the Genesis loop. Uh, of I'll course, you'll Genesis do the Genesis loop. loop because it goes by the Genesis property. It doesn't actually. I don't know if you can see my house. Um, oh, plus uh, the selection screen. Oh, come on now. Oh, so good. Yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, that's a good point, uh, Droop. Is like. The, the distance rendering is fairly impressive, um, you know. And the, the buildings and the stuff are, you know, for, I mean, that's as detailed as, as you could really expect because they're just not that detailed in real life, like, or in the game. But, I mean, you can see all the, you know, the detail on the model and stuff. Um, so this is um, around the Genesis uh, and, and it's actually interesting. So we talk about, um, so LOD, so being in the uh, decor. Oh, wait, hey, you can, is that, I, that was another uh, MetaVenture. I never noticed that. See, look at how, that's nice and built up back there. Yeah, so this is um, inside of the marina. is actually one of the most built out neighborhoods in the game um, around the, the Genesis property, uh, which is cool. Um so, uh, what's it saying? Oh, the the level of detail. So there's with the uh, the decor shops. We've been asked to do three uh, LODs, which is level of detail, which is really interesting because you see it at play with the cars. So the the one at the selection screen being high level of detail. I mean, it's like 4K resolution. Like the number of like triangles and content there is. Very, very high. This is kind of like your middle of the road level of detail here. Um, you know, this is probably like your standard gaming level of detail. And then in game, when you see it, like if you go to the M Motors and you see like the tiny version of it, um, that's like the the most generic version. So like you can see three different levels of detail on the same kind of um, item in game. And I think, you know, that's going to give flexibility to the game because while right now it looks like this, we know that they have that 4K model. So if a Forza-type game came out and you really wanted to run it at that super high-def level, um, theoretically there's the models are there to do it. So I think that's kind of cool. So are you currently in the helicopter mode? No, no, no. This is just the normal uh, car mode. The okay. helicopter mode like, is, the, is like this view. Which is it gives it it gives an interesting view for sure, um, 
but the shadow rendering is a little delayed. You can see like popping up. Yeah, and then kind of make like I don't or like like some people like the first view like yum yeah. This is, it makes me dizzy though. Should get a speedometer showing Not how like fast dizzy. you're going. Yeah, that would be cool if there was like you know the gauges, the steering wheel, like that kind of stuff. And understand, um, this is I, the first time, so this is the first edition. So I know there'll be improvements off of it. But Edan also said, you know, hey, they also challenge third party developers coming and develop a better racing game. Yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah, this is you know this is alpha, right? Like, they're not even calling this a beta. This is literally alpha. They throw it, you know, they put it out there. I think it was a smart play. Um, I think that the owners of some of these cars, you know, are, are pretty prolific in the community um, to be able to showcase some of this stuff. So, um, And yeah. I like that you're not putting miles on the car right now so you can have fun, you can test it out, you can show it to the community, show them what racing looks like, and not put miles on your Genesis car. Oh, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually going to race my Genesis car. <laughs> it's going to go, it's going to go, I'll show you. I'll show you where it's going to park. That my my Genesis car is going to go right here on the Genesis property. Right there. Do you have room? Oh, yeah, you can park it in back. Oh, oh if I can park it in front. i put my Ukraine plane back up. There you go. All right. You got anything else before we get out of here this week? No, no. Stay tuned to all your favorite channels for some upcoming announcements uh, relating to uh, Upex World. And uh, yeah, if you want, if you want uh, some any uh, me to help create content or do some racing, help with uh, racing videos or whatever, you need me to stream on stuff. Uh, let me know, and I'll be happy to do it. I'll wear look, my M Motors hat. Unfortunately, the M Motors shirt only came; it did not come in, in a big enough size for me, <laughs> so I got a size. But you know, maybe if I lose fifty pounds, I'll be able to wear my M Motors uh, shirt. But I guess they expect people to be a little bit more sporty for that sad face. Ah, there you go. All right. Um, yeah, so everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thanks, Rem Dog, for coming in and talking about the um, Collector Club and, you know, covered a lot of stuff. And make sure you're following us on Twitter. Like the channel, subscribe to the channel. Go ahead, hit that bell, and get notified when we go live because you, if you didn't have that bell, you missed Thank Me Later racing live this afternoon. He was like, oh, crap, I can do this live, and he jumped on in on the stream. So people did jump in. People did check it out. But if you don't hit that bell, you don't know when we do these surprise videos like that. So Yeah, and I try to do it. If it's new if it's new and exciting like, and I have access, I'll do good. Yeah. I'll try and like jump in and do it. Yep. So make sure you tell your friends about this, share with your friends, and everybody have fun, be safe, and we'll see you in the metaverse. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in 
hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking. I'm screwed with ducking in our